This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. If it's passed, bounced, or hit, we're talking about it. All sports talk is on News Radio WGNS. Sponsored by State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Insel. Here to help life go right. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, helping families since 1880. First Bank, serving Murfreesboro and Rutherford County. Parks Auction Company, committed to auction excellence. Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living. Greg Hall at City Auto Sales. And the Blue Raider Insider Report is sponsored by Mike Tanzel and My Team Insurance. Steve Rucker with RAI Advisors. And Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Let's get it started in here. We've got your local sports fix. It's all sports talk on News Radio WGNS. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome into All Sports Talk on Monday. Driving into the station, two things struck me. One is daylight. It nearly at five oh six, barely, but it, it's certainly different than it was two or three weeks ago. And second, my clock—I mean, my temperature in the car showed sixty-four degrees. Seems a little odd. Jeff Jordan over here is nodding up and down, uh, Mister. Psychic weatherman, what's that? What's that all about? <laughs> I don't know. It's a some sort of front moving through here with intense rain north of us. Uh, Nashville is uh, all the all the highways past Nashville are closed. I'm really not kidding. <laughs> I think um, I think um, well, they've got severe traffic problems down there and bad rain and bad wrecks. But anyway, that is not bad, what you Bad ask. rain. What is a, what is a bad he- heavy rain? Heavy rain. Okay. Heavy rain. Fog. <laughs> bad <laughs> weather. For some people, that's a problem. Well, there you go. Jeff, we've got lots of high school basketball to, to be played. We understand that tonight, excuse me, tomorrow night and Wednesday night, both they'll be on WGNS radio. It's, the COVID makeups have to be – I just find it still shocking that Blackman and – Riverdale girls, for example, played a heck of a basketball game this past week. They did. 63-61, Riverdale wins it. Blackman now 3-3 three and three on the year. Played six games. That's just, I, that's just mind-boggling to recognize that. That uh, I know Upperman is in AA is 21-0, number one team in the state. So That, that's, that, that Blackman-Riverdale score is, is a, a, really a remarkable score. Uh, I, I, I can't explain how – how Riverdale could be uh, well, really, they're the number two team now. But they are behind yeah. Stewart's Creek, but um, um, Blackman was within, within two points of them. Um, just remarkable. Well, it, that race, if you look at it now, Jeff, Oakland's I think five and one. Stewart's mm-hmm. Creek beat Riverdale, so they're kind of there. Blackman clearly can play with any of them. Those four teams, Jeff, seem to be in lockstep to have a heck of a run toward the region. And and beyond, who'll come out of that mess? Uh, well, I, I don't know who'll the, come out of that. First mess. of all, the team that's healthy would would be nice, right? Yeah, that because, that's true. Because if COVID strikes one, they're going to well, end up in trouble. And I and I'm 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 far from appearing in, in in Murphy Center, of course. But I do know this that Bradley Central and Stone Memorial, I believe that's the other right. the other time. They are both, both very, very good. Very yeah, Stone good. Memorial this past week beat Brentwood Academy, which yeah. BA is in Innsworth is all but ruled uh, Division Two AA. So uh, you know Stone Memorial is awfully good, and Bradley's doing what they always do. That's going to feed it in their region, in their yeah. district, I should say. Do that all the time, they're, and are often in in the state tournament, of course. Um, It'd be hard, I think, this year to get to get past those teams. But you know, I mean, it's it's a strange, strange year, and just about every sport seemingly. And um, I I have no idea which one of our four teams will come out of that. Right now, Sturridge Creek is on top of the district. Jeff, it just kind of goes to the question of how difficult it is to pick the top ten teams in the state. Associated Press does that, but you know how many. Cecil Joyce at the Tennessee, and let's say Brian Barry here at WGNS Radio. How much do they really know about a team up in 
Soddy Daisy or you know, wherever it happens to be, the reaches of West Tennessee, you just really – you got four teams we mentioned here in AAA 7, District 7 girls. It may be the top four teams in the state for all we know because they're going to beat up on each other. I don't think that's the case, but it could be. It's always been um, – if you'd asked me this question 10 years ago, which would have been an entirely appropriate question, by the way, my answer would have been the same. It's impossible. Yeah. If, if you sat down and had films and studied and you kept up with all the players and all the scores and everything, everything, you might be able to do what you just asked. You know, come just really figure out who was number one and number two and number three and all that kind of stuff. But I don't think so. I, I, I think it's, it's just really it, today's world about all you can do now is you can find out the record maybe in a little bit, you know, and, I mean, we've got lots of games that are just virtually uncovered. Nobody well, in, knows. In, in college, it matters because <laughs> the, the, if you're rated such and such, Middle Tennessee's found this out, you could be 19, uh, what, uh, 23 and 5 and, and not be rated, not make the tournament. In high school, Jeff, everybody makes a tournament. So it, at the end of the day, it really doesn't make a lot of difference where you are. If you're, if you're, good enough, if you're not good enough to beat, come out of your district with four teams, you don't need to be, you're certainly not number one in the state. That's correct, and uh, and the Tennessean, <clears throat> Nashville Tennessean, try does something. They don't try to do it; they do it. The, uh, they put up, I guess, every week, the top ten girls teams and the top ten boys teams in the mid state, regardless of the level of which they play correct. on. Yeah, it's impossible. Correct, cannot be done. So, and I'm not. I don't know if they're saying that it can be done or it's just fun to try i guess maybe it's just well, fun I, to try jeff it's it, it's for entertainment purposes only which is why you do it i mean people do enjoy reading about it and it gives a chance to highlight some teams but it's not it's not possible to be totally accurate we've got a phone call so let's go there real quick we're gonna run behind if we're not careful go ahead how's it going Tim and jeff yeah well you can answer the question for us here well, I, I just i just want to tell y'all the, the state bowl come out today and River, riverdale's ranked fifth stewart's creek is ninth Blackman's 10. Blackman's top 10. Well, I looked about an hour ago and it wasn't up, so uh, I'm, I'm glad yeah, to hear Co- that it's Coffee, up. Coffee County, Coffee County, which are in the same region that our, our teams are in, they're fourth. They're in fourth. They won lost. They're like 19 and 1, I think. Yeah. And Bradley, Bradley said was number one. And they're number one in the poll, so, and everything. But, uh, but I, I can tell you, Blackman's three losses are, 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 are Bradley Central, Macon County, which is one of the top teams. I think they're double A, I think. And then Beaverdale. That's the three well, losses they've had. Stewart's 14 and 4, and their four losses are to all four top 10 teams in some some capacity, too. I mean, they've really played a good schedule to be 14 and 4, so there's some strength here. Yeah, there is. There's some good teams. There's going to be some good teams left out when he gets to the regional and the section around. There's going to be some good teams. Because I know I saw Stone Memorial play Blackman last year, and they got a kid that's going to Belmont, Tessa Miller. She's a post player, really good post player. Play that she's a senior this year. I believe she's really good. And you know, Stone Memorial is coached by Mike Buck, coaches them, former Blue Raider. Uh, a standout, he coaches Stone Memorial and led them with the state last year. Of course, didn't have a state tournament, of course, everything like that. But uh, I know, Jeff, y'all were, y'all were proud to see the Lady Raiders go up there, win two games this weekend in Bowling Green. Too bad the men couldn't couldn't do it. Bat Bassey pretty much dominated the uh, inside there for the Raiders. But I just want to let y'all know about that. The poll was out now. Thank you so much. Jeff, let's go ahead and get a break in. That way we can have time to really come back and chew on that a little bit. You're listening to All Sports Talk. Here's Dr. Craig McCabe at McCabe Vision Center. It's easy just to start off of taking the macular degeneration vitamins and going on the Mediterranean diet. Those two things each cause a significant decrease in the risk of you going from the dry form of macular degeneration to the severe form, which is the wet form of macular degeneration. McCabe Vision Center on Heritage Park Drive, just off Memorial, behind SunTrust Bank. Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas' Restaurants. One of the places I love to eat out the most and still be able to do so and maintain a healthy weight is at Demas's. You can get those options on the menu online at www.demasrestaurants.com. You can make the decisions that you want to make before you come in. 
We have options ranging from grilled chicken to fish. You can get it with a side of green beans or spinach or even zucchini. Please have your family join our family for lunch or dinner at Demas's. At State Farm, when home and auto work as a team, you score and save money. I'm State Farm agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let's work together to win big by saving money on home and auto. With the service you get from State Farm, you might think our car insurance costs more. I'm State Farm agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me me show you with discounts up to 40%, you may find it even costs less. Hello again, this is Lenny Farmer with Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home and Cremation Services. Whenever I finish with a family helping them pick out their funeral needs, locking in the price for the rest of their life, they inevitably breathe a sigh of relief saying, that wasn't as difficult as I thought. You know why? Because they're shopping with their heads and not with their hearts. You can save thousands of dollars when you prearrange ahead of time. Give me a call and see how that works for you at 615-893-2422. Jennings and Ayers. WGNS Primetime Sports. Sponsored by the law offices of John Day. If you've been injured, go to johndaylegal.com. Coming up tonight on WGNS, it's Rick Insel live at 6 o'clock, followed by Nick McDevitt live at 7 o'clock. We'll be talking about last weekend's Western Kentucky games and looking ahead to what's coming up this weekend. 6 o'clock for Rick Insel, 7 o'clock for Nick McDevitt, right here on News Radio WGNS. Tomorrow night, State Farm Prep Basketball. Blackman at Siegel will have coverage beginning at 550. A special Wednesday night edition of State Farm Prep Sports as CPA travels to MTCS. On Thursday, the Lady Raiders traveling to UAB 530 airtime on WGNS. Friday night, State Farm Prep Sports as the Rockville Rockets host the Smyrna Bulldogs. That's a 550 airtime for us. And on Saturday morning, Prentice also competing in Air Coaches Corner and Cougar Corner with boys coaches this week. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS FM 100.5. FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Jeff Jordan with me today, as usual, with uh, Fans Heating and Air and Lee Calvin being his sponsor for the day. Jeff, you got uh, the skinny on tomorrow night, Wednesday night basketball games here on GNS. I do. Uh, tomorrow night, uh, Brian Barrett and John Dinkins and a cast of thousands will be at the Blackman at Siegel basketball and um 27th on tuesday no wednesday night wednesday night my wife's birthday by the way oh wow yeah big day 39 again uh yeah i think that's right 38 or 39 (laughs) but we don't celebrate i don't have to worry about it because we don't celebrate until super bowl sunday oh is that right well that, that works out well well jake has a birthday right around then not this jake my grandson jake so we do Two for one. We do two for. That's right. That's right. You're very smart. Okay. What do you do with the gifts? I mean, you one present to go two ways. I mean, what you do? I knew I was forgetting something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I tell you, my my wife doesn't care. Just so long as Jake has a birthday, that's what she's interested in. Anyway, Wednesday night, CPA will be at Middle Tennessee Christian School, and that will be on WGNS Radio as well. And then, as I think you just heard uh, Brian say. Um, Smyrna will be at Rockvale on Friday night, and I, I assume that will be on WGNS as well. We have, uh, I think, three weeks left in the regular season, and as I mentioned, if, if some of these teams are going to get their games in. Uh, I, I said Stewart's Creek is 14-4. and four. Blackman's 3-3. Three and three. That, that tells you a whole lot about how, how decimated they've been. And, and to try to get through that, with not only are you missing games, Jeff, you're missing practice. That's right. And th- that's what really I think was remarkable about the Blackman uh, two-point loss to Riverdale uh, was the fact that uh, um, Blackman has been pretty much unable to practice many days. And um, mucho, yeah. And uh, it, but anyway, I guess I probably overmade that point. But you, you made the most important point, and that is that it is a regardless of the number of games that people have played, it appears to be a very balanced girls' district, and. Um, that means for a good tournament, and, uh, uh, you know, I, I'm all for that. We've seen a lot of pro teams, NFL, for example, shut down their facilities for two or three days a week and then come back on Sundays and play. 
I think I remember somebody talking about questioning how much how important practice was. You remember that? Yes, yes. And sometimes you do wonder about that a little bit. Uh, in basketball, it to me, the thing is staying in condition. I mean, how difficult is it to make sure you're 12, 13, 14 young ladies? Jeff can stay in basketball shape if you're not able to get out on the floor and run it up and down. It's, it's extremely difficult. And uh, I, I think the general fan, and I'm certainly no expert for every team or anything like that, but I think the general fan would be surprised in high school football particularly how short practices are after they really get rolling, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. after week two or three. And um, uh, maybe just really one solid day of practice after they play. And maybe another day uh, out of pads, conditioning, that sort of thing. Film work, of course, goes on all the time. Um, but uh, I, I think a lot of teams uh, in basketball, they, they get together and they shoot a lot. Right. And, and, and maybe they condition some. And they might run through a few things. But it, if, if they're doing pretty well, and I think you know they, they don't practice hard. Don't How scrimmage. tough a practice should you have the day before a game? And in basketball, you're going to have that happen more times than not. you got Monday practice, Tuesday game. Wednesday practice, Thursday practice, Friday game. Typically, they'll take off on the weekend, maybe come in on Sunday or a little in the evening to shoot some basketball. But it's very difficult mm-hmm. to do that. And in football, for sure, Jeff, as you mentioned, the second half of the season, they shorten it up. Injuries, what they're trying to stay away from or let kids heal. My only real experience with that and, and was um, at Las Casas, where I dearly loved to coach and thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed the experience at Las Casas. Um, I, I don't know why I, I did it particularly. I, I don't, it certainly wasn't any big coaching you know, deal. But I just quit running all together on Thursday on on excuse me the day before we played, mm-hmm. um, and and we would have a period anyway the next game day, and we just walk through some things and shoot a lot. But the, when I eliminated the running the day before the game, you talking about running just for the conditioning yes, part of the that, right the uh, suicides as we might call it or that kind of stuff that right. you do at the end of practice just to keep your conditioning up. I called them cupcakes because I was afraid somebody's going to sue me. I called them pro, pro, pro sprints for the very same reason. There somebody you told me, said, you go to court and the kid drop dead, you yeah. want to tell them they run suicide. Well, probably not a good idea. I'm sorry, folks, but he's serious <laughs> and he's right. Well, anyway, when I eliminated the running the day before for conditioning purposes only, I was amazed at how fresh we were on game day the next day. I had players tell me that if I had to run them along with them, I would have cut out the sprints a long time ago. Well. <laughs> that would be true, wouldn't it? That would be true, but you ran your – you've already run yours. You know what? I say this. And <laughs> I ran break. This, this, No place in, in anybody's care at all, but, Jeff, I remember the first day of practice that would take place in, uh, what, late October typically. The next morning I'd wake up my, and I would be sore. You don't understand in an hour and a half, hour and 45 minute, maybe two hour practice, how much a coach walks up and down that gym floor. And my legs would be dead tired because of how much I had done in two hours. And obviously the players were doing a lot more, but my gosh, I'll never forget that. <laughs> coach, it just wasn't good for you, was it? No. <laughs> it worked out all right, I guess. I guess so. I guess it. All right, let's go ahead and take a break. Chip Walters is up next with Blue Raider Inside Report. I've got a couple real good questions to ask Mr. Jordan when we get back Ooh. from Chipper. Let's get to him right quick on All Sports Talk. If you're not waking up to the Wake Up Crew, here's what you've been missing. Time for Brian to come into your homes. <laughs> Run! <laughs> Don't miss the Wake Up Crew with John, Brian, and Dalton. Weekday mornings from 6 until Swap and Shop. Good afternoon. Traffic really looks pretty good right now as we check it out live. 24 East here at Bell Road, Hickory Hollow Parkway. Coming over from Davidson County through Rutherford County towards Manchester. Watch your speed out here this afternoon. Hey, check out the Andre Chicken Sandwich now available at Prince's Hot Chicken, 5814 Nolensville Pie. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time 
Hey folks, I'm Stephen Reynolds, the man in the middle. Join me every Friday for a new episode of my podcast exclusively on WGNSRadio.com. In Rutherford County, you know how much it means to have neighbors you can count on. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris, here to help life go right when you combine home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-893-1417. Every team knows which play can be the winning move. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris, here to help life go right by combining your home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-893-1417. It's a winning move that saves you time and money. You've seen the ads out there, companies wanting to buy your home. But why sell yourself short when you can get fair market value? I'm Lisa Patton. If you have an estate to settle or a home to sell, call Parks Auction. We'll work with you to sell your home or property in any condition with no costly repairs on your timeline. Why accept one offer when you can have multiple? You need Parks Auction. We look out for your best interest. Call Parks Auction today. We handle everything. It's time. Show your true blue. Blue Raiders. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters. Sponsored by Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance, Steve Rucker and RAI Advisors, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Go Blue Raiders. When you think insurance, think Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance 200 South Lowry in Smyrna. Rayburn is an independent agency, so Wayne will shop multiple national companies to make your best insurance deal. It's personal with Wayne, whether working in community, schools, or insurance. Trust Wayne Blair, your full-service insurance agent. 390-8476. Wayne Blair, Rayburn Insurance, 390-8476. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. All right, Chipper's got good news and bad news about the past weekend in basketball, so let's get to Chip and let him share that with us on all the Blue Raider Insider Report. Well, good afternoon, everybody, and let's talk Blue Raider basketball. First of all, Tonight uh, is Monday. That means it's Coach's Show Night. Coming up at 6 o'clock tonight, Rick Ensel live with Dick Palmer and the head coach of the Lady Raiders. And at 7 o'clock, it's Nick McDevitt live, and I'll be there with the head coach of the Blue Raiders. All right, let's go back to yesterday. Despite showing a lot of fight and poor shooting, uh, was too much to overcome for the Blue Raiders on Sunday afternoon. Middle, who is now 3-9 and and 1-5 and in the league, dropped their second in a row against Western Kentucky, who is now 13 and four overall and six and two in the league they're the preseason favorite in conference usa and the current leader of the East Division. Final score 68-52 on Sunday. It looked like Western was going to have a cakewalk to the weekend sweep early in the second half, but the Blue Raiders wouldn't let them escape so easily. The Hilltoppers went into halftime up by 11 and saw that lead go up to 13 early in the second half. Middle Tennessee came charging back. They cut it to four with about four and a half minutes to play, but after that, the Blue Raiders could not score. A 13-1 run by the Hilltoppers in ended the game and Western won it by a score of 68 to 52. Now the Blue Raiders get set to take on UAB this week. It will be a home and home. The only opponent you play on your schedule all year at home and on the road is your travel partner. And that means on Thursday night, the Blue Raiders will be at home for an eight o'clock tip against UAB and will travel to Birmingham on Sunday to take on the Blazers. All right, on the women's side, a much better weekend for Middle Tennessee. Talk about making up for lost time. The Lady Raiders, who are now 9-4 and four overall, ended seven years of frustration at Diddle Arena by sweeping Western in the historic fashion with a 77-60 win on Saturday night. After winning at Diddle Arena for the first time since 2013 and ending a six-game losing streak there on Friday night, the Lady Raiders made history on Saturday. Middle became the first team ever to beat Western twice in Diddle Arena in the same season as they won one for the ninth time in 10 games. Anastasia Hayes led the charge with 20 points on 10 of 8, 16 shooting. She scored 20-plus points in every game this season and 17 straight games dating back to last year. Hayes was one of five Lady Raiders with double-figure scoring and a sixth 
tallied nine. Again, Coach Ensel tonight at 6 o'clock. Coach McDevitt at 7 o'clock on the radio shows. All right, let's talk about men's tennis. A dominant performance in doubles and three straight set victories in singles propelled Middle Tennessee's men's tennis team past Iowa 4-0 on Saturday at the Ty Tucker Tennis Center in Columbus, Ohio. The win earned the Raiders revenge over last year's loss to the Hawkeyes in Iowa City. Coming up this weekend, the Blue Raiders will travel to Mississippi State to take on the Bulldogs. Women's tennis. An excited women's tennis team took the court looking forward to an uphill battle it faced opening the year against 15th-ranked Vanderbilt to start the new season after a hard-fought doubles point in which the Lady Raiders fought back from down 4-2 in two different matches. Vanderbilt powered ahead to take the doubles point and eventually the overall match 7-0 uh, on uh, on Saturday in uh, in Murfreesboro at the Adams Tennis Complex. And in women's volleyball, the uh, Lady Raiders swept over the weekend by Lipscomb losing at home and then on uh, Sunday playing an afternoon contest in Nashville at uh, Allen Arena. So uh, the next match coming up will be at North Alabama later this week for uh, the women's volleyball team. Also, don't forget, next week will be Groundhog Day. This year, the Groundhog Day luncheon will be a virtual event, so be watching for it on GoBlueRaiders.com. Radio show's coming up at 6 o'clock, and that's it for today's update. Thank you, Jeff. Jeff, I, as he mentioned, the Groundhog Day luncheon being virtual, it made me think about our good friend Steve Peterson. Obviously, the first year that he won't be around for that, and how many, gosh, if he was assistant with John Stanford all but when that thing started. I'm not sure if that's true for sure, but he he made most all of them, if not all of them. He he was a, uh, just a true gentleman, wasn't he? he true was gentleman. He was just a lot of fun. Um, I was lucky enough to work with him on some promotions uh, when he first started over there. And... Um, um, I found him just to be a delight to work with, and then, of course, went to games, and he sat in front of us in football, and he was there every Saturday, um, and to have him taken away from us so soon, it's just uh, just not fair. Absolutely a legend. We're, when we come back from this break, we're going to talk about a legend that passed away. I think you know who I'm talking about. I do. On All Sports Talk, right after this. Buying a quality pre-owned vehicle from City Auto is the smartest car buying decision you can make. Hear what our customers have to say. Here at City Auto, the experience was great. We were in and out. You're not going to be hassled. They come in, they gave me a price. Greg Hall at City Auto Sales. City Auto is our largest inventory lot right there. We have financing. So come by and see us or just check them out there on the website, cityauto.com. Check out all of those vehicles. City Auto, the wholesale auto mall shop where the dealer shop. At Creekside Assisted Living of Murfreesboro, we provide excellence in service while maintaining the dignity of our residents in a home-like atmosphere. Come see our new community, which includes bistros, salons, a library, and spacious activity areas. A kind, friendly, and well-trained staff can help residents with the daily activities of life. Locally owned by Blue Raider alumni Tim Keach and Kent Ayer. Find out more about Creekside Assisted Living, 895-3002, or online at www.creeksideassistedliving.com. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. Jeff Jordan with me today, brought to you by Fans Heating and Air and Lee Colvin. Lee. Yeah, that's right. Edward Jones, financial. That's him. Okay. Jeff, uh, I want to couch this in a little bit into the legend part of this thing. Yesterday, I thought a legend that it's hard to imagine. Tom Brady will now have will go to the more Super Bowls than the entire uh, number gone in the Southern Division of the AFC, where the Titans rule. He's been there more times than all four of those teams put together. I hadn't thought about that, but that's correct. <laughs> I think it's ten or eleven. Different trips, <laughs> Un- unbelievable. And, and uh, who would have taken the Tampa Bay team at the beginning of the year to get to the Super Bowl? Not many. No, not many. Although uh, I, I believe we did say on this program 
that as as the season got closer and closer and closer, it was pretty evident that uh, that Tampa Bay was going to be a really good team. Sure, but you're right. I I would bet against anybody making it. Probably, you know, if you just you kept me to one team. Sure. But well, we talked a couple three weeks ago of, of, of team of people or teams that people sometimes love to hate because they're so successful. Tom Brady certainly falls in that category. Hank Aaron passed away. Major League Baseball. Jeff, he he went through some hate as well for a far different reason. But what a classy gentleman. He was top notch. He he really was. Um, I, I well, he was the type of player anyway. I think by, first of all, his name was an unusual name mm-hmm. and uh you, you can't name another person that has a double a to start their last name for instance other but than I, brother tommy other than tommy <laughs> who also was a good player he, not nearly as good as hank well no but who but was he, he, yeah, correct <laughs> but you know i kind of got interested in him when he he made the world series a couple of times in the 50 late 50s and and won one of them and uh he had, he had a really good team and good pitching staff and so forth um Never went back, I don't believe, to the World Series. He did go to the uh, um, finals, uh, the wild card game one year, and lost lost all three games, and he homered in all three of them. Wow. Um, uh, but, you know, it just wasn't enough. Um, but I got, to, I got to go to Atlanta and see him play many, many times, and, boy, he didn't disappoint most of the time. He could field, he could, he could hit, and he could hit with power, which is – which has probably maybe made him a better right fielder than Clemente. He hit with a whole lot more power, but very different players. For yes, sure. very in, different in every way. Clemente yeah. was a kind of exuberant, kind of a you know flashy player, great player by the way. Right. That swung at everything and could hit it off the off the ground. Right, right. Aaron was a far far more disciplined player, quiet, unassuming kind of a guy. You watch him, and and you would think. There was a pretty good chance he might not make it from the dugout to the batter's box. Oh, you got my Hank? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, I mean, he's just dragging his like bat. Like his feet hurt all the time. Yeah, like, oh, my goodness. And then somebody would throw a ball, and then, you know. But uh, he, he was a great player. He was a lot of fun to watch. I don't ever remember him being, uh, except through no fault of his own, when he got the hate mail and so forth um, for breaking Babe Ruth's record or before he broke it. And everybody knew he was going to break it. Um but he, I don't ever remember him having any kind of particular problem. Do you? I mean, I did not. I mean, no, no drugs, no nothing of that sort. Uh, uh, he didn't beat his wife. I mean, you know, he's not in the news for any negative stuff, which you certainly can't say about a lot of people today uh, in any sport. I'm afraid. Uh, and he was fun to watch. Hustled all the time. I mean, you know, he just did well. Played much of his career in Milwaukee, which is a very small market kind of a deal, and and he commented how how much he enjoyed being in Milwaukee, and might have been the right place to be before he came to Atlanta. Atlanta, the first team in the deep south, we'd call it, that uh, had Major League Baseball. They came in '65, is that right? '66, I believe. Something like that. But uh, great player, and uh, he will be missed. Passed along, though, at, what, 86 years old? So 86, he, he, yeah. He kind of got his life in pretty good shape. I, you know, I would – I don't know if this had any effect whatsoever. I, I I don't know. I don't live in Atlanta, and thank goodness I don't, matter of fact. But uh, the, the Braves, uh, when, they, when they came to Atlanta, I mean, they fielded quite often an all-black team. Mm-hmm. They had a lot of black players, and they, as far as I know, they were all accepted. Uh, and he got a lot of support, too. A lot of support for 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 his march on that record, uh, as well as he did get hate mail. Though he sure he did get that. There's no question. He did, he evidently ignored it. Uh, I don't think he, paid, he could. Yeah, I don't guess he paid much attention. That they did have, I think, bodyguards for him on occasion and that sort of thing. But they couldn't have been very good bodyguards because the two guys jumped over the fence and patted him on the back as he the, ran down the third baseline. Second, third, between yeah. second, third for sure. Yeah. I, <laughs> you know, I mean. Th- today was the first time someone brought up the idea that that had to be scary for him when that happened. Yeah. I, mean, I, I remember seeing that. I've seen that picture over and over and over. It never struck me, first of all, how different it was back in those days that, that people could get on the field. Watch a World Series championship old clip and see how many people come on the field after a game, which is doesn't happen anymore. But if you've gone through what Hank Aaron had gone through, you see two guys coming at you on at shortstop. You you might wonder just 
were they there to do any harm? Yeah. I certainly I, could have, I guess. That must have, uh, I, I don't know if it occurred to him or not. I, and, of course, it was, I thought, in a way, kind of kind of sad um, uh, because he, the, I, I don't know what the crowd size was, but it was far from a sellout, far from a sellout. And he, he had been on the record a day or two, I think, and you know they knew it was going to happen clearly it was going to happen and it happened unfortunately i think in the first week of the season it did it? yeah first uh, two or three games 74 yeah it was it was quick and there was controversy surrounding him um but he didn't do it his manager said he would not play was it cincinnati where, Correct. Uh, was not going to play in that game. He's going to break the record. record at home. But they made him play, didn't they? Mm-hmm. I think so. Uh, he did not homer, but they made him play. I um, I just thoroughly enjoyed seeing him play. I th- I thought he was excellent, and uh, and that guy. Well, he still he is still the all time leader in RBIs. I mean, how many years has that been? My goodness, a lot of years. A lot of great players have played, uh, and. Knocked in a lot of runs, but never as many as Hammer and Hank. Not yet, anyway. Somebody will break that record, whatever it well, is. But. You know what's so good about him? He was so consistent because he didn't have any 60 home run years. He, you know, he was around 45, 46, 44, 42, 51, maybe. I don't know what his biggest number was. Never, he never he went over never, 50. I, I was going to say, he never approached the 60 home run mark at all. No, 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 no. You're exactly right. I think... Somebody's looking it up right now as we speak. I think 47 was his high mark, but he was in the mid-40s, as you just said, a number of times. Um, and But he was also, you know, 150, 180 hits a year. Yeah. And obviously knocking in 100 more runs. Uh, and he was just a great all-around player. And you said consistent, and that's right. He did not have long um, uh, slumps. And he was he was almost never injured, almost never. You remember where he finished his career? Milwaukee. He went back. back went back to Milwaukee for the Brewers. Yeah. What did he play? A year, maybe two. Two, in, I in believe. The, in the twilight of his career. Yeah, he was through. I guess he he went back as a DH mostly. I guess, and um, he he hit. I don't remember. I should have looked this up. I guess he hit maybe fifteen home runs, which is that's pretty good, isn't it? Sure. <laughs> as a as a guy that's in his forties. Um, he uh, and he gave a lot of credit to managers, and he gave a lot of credit to teammates. Like one of the one of the very best teammates he had for a long time was Eddie Matthews, who was a great third baseman. Uh, also, a member of the 500 home run club. Yeah, um, and it's kind of nice to have a lefty to do that. For, yeah, yeah, to kind of balance the ticket, yeah. so to speak. And both of them are gone now, and that, that's that's Eddie Matthews been dead a good while. Has been, uh, and that's that's kind of sad, but that's 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 the way life is. But anyway, I I will always think that he was the all-around home run king, and I think most people my age will. But I realize there's been... hey, give the man a prize over here. Hmm. Forty-seven home run has been verified as his Whoa. high water mark. You get a year on that, or <laughs> no? Nineteen seventy-one. 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 Really? My goodness. Okay. Yeah, he'd been in the major leagues ten years by that time. He gave um, a lot of credit to. Uh, well, I just, in fact, I heard him on tape uh, sometime over the weekend that he, he he gave. I'm quoting him now. He gave credit to the Negro Leagues mm-hmm. uh, to his success. That he learned everything he needed to know. I don't know if that's right or not, but that's what the man said. At 17 years old, he leaves Mobile, Alabama. He's, I think he's had a, one pair of pants in a in a paper bag, and that's about it. A very, as we mentioned, very unassuming guy. For sure. Yeah, right. And Mama told him how, what he said, at least, that, you know, if you don't get this done in a month's time, come on back home. Yeah. <laughs> he said that he, he was uh, uh, scared to death, you know. Played for the Indianapolis Clowns. What a name for a team, yeah, right? That, you, that wouldn't go today, would it? Wouldn't, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. Go, I, don't know, I don't know if I'd want to play for the Clowns back in those days. Even. If, if you're at a bookstore and, uh, and you see uh, – uh, the book, I believe the title of it is If I Had a Hammer, uh, and it's story of his life, and uh, he wrote it with obviously with uh, with some, someone else to help him, but uh, as most athletes do that, but it's really quite good. It's, it's very interesting, and uh, a lot of it is, of course, it's minor league days, and 
all that kind of stuff. And I don't know if you saw it or not, but there's some discussion now of renaming Atlanta. Did you see that? I did not. They're going, they are thinking, somebody is thinking about naming them the Hammers. I like it. Someone mentioned that the other day. That, yeah. That uh, if they have to get rid of the name Braves, that, that that might not be a bad name to go with. First of all, I'm not sure why you'd have to get rid of Braves. Braves sounds to me very culturally <laughs> positive, but and who's, who, who am I, right? Right. I I agree with you. I, I don't really want them to do that necessarily. But, but they got a good backup plan, you're saying? Yes. That, or, or at think, least somebody has brought that idea up. Somebody brought that up, and, and it sounded like a pretty good idea. I, 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 evidently, Jeff and Tim do not get as offended as other people do about names and whatnot. I mean, I, I was okay with Indians, but I, I get it. I, okay. All right. Uh, but What's in a name? Anyway. The hammers would be fine with me. All right, let's take that break. When we come back, we're going to talk. I said I got a couple quiz questions for Jeff. I'm going to ask those when we come back right after this. If you're an Android user, we have an app for that, too. You can listen to us anywhere, on air and on demand. We're News Radio WGNS. Hi there, Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. You might know me as the voice of the Blue Raiders, but I want to be your realtor. 2020 appears to be another dynamic year in real estate, and if you've been in your home for a while, you might be surprised what it's gained in value. Get in touch with me, and we'll set up an absolutely free, no-obligation real estate review for you. Go to my website, choosechip.net, or give me a call, 615-542-1915. I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb & Associates. Good afternoon. Traffic really looks pretty good right now as we check it out live. 24 East here at Bell Road, Hickory Hovel Parkway, coming over from Davidson County through Rutherford County towards Manchester. Watch your speed out here this afternoon. Hey, check out the Andre Chicken Sandwich now, available at Prince's Hot Chicken, 5814 Noldensville Pie. I'm Commander Chuck with your Andre. We do it your way at Pizza. When consistency is your set standard, the reward is loyalty. Sir Pizza would like to thank their loyal Murfreesboro customers for their continued support. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSradio.com. First Bank, proud sponsor of All Sports Talk, our sponsor for this segment. Big old bank. All over the state of Tennessee, but they have personal service for you right here in Murfreesboro. I hope that you'll give them a shot at any of your banking needs. Jeff, uh, I think last week I mentioned that in White County, Gracie Dodgen hit 15 three-pointers in a game to set a state record. You did mention that. Uh, I looked it up just to see what the record was before, and it was 10 by Gracie Dodgen. What would you guess the number of – you'll never know this name for sure. On the boys' side, what do you think the – in Tennessee, the, the number of three-pointers in one game, the record is. Okay, boy, that is really well, – it's the state of Tennessee? State of Tennessee. Okay. I, uh, Tim, we've had a lot of crazy people that will put it up from anywhere, you know? You're there, right. There was a kid This from, cat put it up from anywhere. For, it had to. <laughs> he had a ton. We, had, we had a kid from O'Bion County one year that just went nuts from uh, – and he played in the state tournament. But I, my guess, I have no idea. I, I, 24. 24, okay. I, now, I think would, about that, Jeff. I 24 threes that in one game, that's over 70 points. I would say he's the offense. Evidently, he didn't pass off a lot. <laughs> Where did he play? Do you know? I mean, Booker T. Washington from Booker 2000. T, Booker T. Washington in 2000. 1999-2000 I mean, season. Would you dare guess the number for a team, the number of three-pointers in a game? Uh, Obviously, it's going to be 24 better. Of <laughs> uh, 30, 38. That's not quite that. White County in in uh, 19, 15, 15, 16, five years ago, 31 in one game. That's okay. a ton. That, yeah, that's a lot. I, 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 yes, that, that's, a, that's a lot of threes. As you say, a lot of teams go with it. Jeff, it's a, the game is so different now. You and I, when we coached, we run a fast break. We'd run, get the ball to the middle, 
and if you're on the wing, stay out wide and then jump in there and try to get a pass for a layup, right? right. Now they come down the floor and they'll flare out to the three-point line and try to get it there. There's very few fast breaks that end up in layups anymore. Well, a lot of a lot of coaches, and I, and I think the coaches generally, I know the coaches are generally right when they when they kind of discount the three a little bit, even today, because your percentage is almost always going to be better from two, right? And, sure. And and if you hit a certain percentage of twos, you, you've got to hit better than that from three to to make sure. it worthwhile. Sure. Uh, it's kind of it's a little like the the single and the stolen base. You know, you're you um, you're better off doubling. Does that make sure that makes sense? Uh, because you're gonna get thrown out sometimes and that sort of thing. So you, it it it's hard to decide. But if you've got some kid or some player, regardless of age, male or female, that's shooting much over thirty eight percent. Maybe forty percent um, from three. If they're hot, you better keep giving them a the ball. Well, Gracie, that night was fifteen for twenty-six. Well, you take that percentage almost at the free throw line. That's that that not great at free throw line, but I've seen teams or players do look worse than that. I, I misspoke, by the way. She broke her own White County record of ten with her fifteen. Jasmine Carson from Whitehaven had fourteen back in. Uh, 2017. I doubt if she was uh, cognizant of that record. Do you, I doubt. Would you think uh, White County girl? I doubt if she knew that. I'm not sure she was, but Dad is the coach. Well, he might have known. And he he was. And he, <clears throat> I, I talked to him about that very thing, and he said, because obviously Jeff, I say obviously, you would think if somebody's hit that many three pointers in a game, scored that many points, your team's likely to be ahead by a few points. You get the fourth quarter, you might want to think about not firing up a lot of threes to kind of whatever he said that uh, he really debated in his mind whether that was the right thing to do or not but uh, I, Jeff I think he made the right call If it, my player certainly uh, being his daughter made it probably a little tougher to maybe explain that or maybe but if I got a kid with a chance for a state record I'm probably going to give him whatever chance they need yeah I, I guess that's that's probably correct I uh, I was thinking when we were, t- we were talking about percentages a few minutes ago um there have been players uh, uh, that have a, had a, a, a number of attempts uh, at threes in, at, at every level. I, I believe the, the, the kid from, um, uh-oh, we got weather problems, I think. All right, I think we're back. You did a great job on that weather report, right? <laughs> By there. the way, yes, I know very little about weather, but what I do know is that in January, when it's sixty-five degrees, yes, that, that that is a tornado waiting to happen. Yes, that is correct. That is correct. And they were talking on the news last night and today that in the weather reports that tornado chances were very low. So I hope they stay low. I was pointing out just just before that Noah weather report that um, we've had a few people and I was thinking about the the um, and now I've, what's his name that plays for Golden State the guard played for Davidson can't even think of his name uh, a, a true star he shot 45% from three and he shot him too oh yeah uh, all the time well that he's worth it 45% is worth it every time sure um of course, the NBA has gotten away from the dominant scoring center anyway. That that used to be it runs in cycles, and that's the way it used to be with all these centers. And now that you know they it's guard and 
small forward oriented, but that's okay. Nothing wrong with that. I'm just forty five percent is it really good from three. My goodness, that's almost I would think that would be impossible. Well, that would be pretty good from three if nobody was guarding you at all. And I think in the NBA, even though they don't play a ton of defense sometimes, somebody's typically running at you for most of those shots. Curry is his name, isn't it? Stephon Curry. Yeah, Curry. I remembered. Well, anyway, um, if I had a kid that shot 45% from threes, he or she is shooting the ball. Sure. Okay. Now, if they're not feeling it, as they say, not in the zone, as they say, then maybe we'll figure out something else. But if they're hot and feeling good, we're going to put it up. Jeff, let's go back to high school just a minute. We've got about two or three to, to go here. What would you put the odds at Middle Tennessee State and David Lipscomb hosting the state tournaments this year for high school basketball the way they've done in the past? I don't think there's a good chance at all. I know that there's already plans in place to, to in, in case I did check today, there's no nothing's been done yet to say they're not going to play there. But I think you're right. I, I think it's less than 50%, wouldn't you think? I would think so. Um and I do not – anything that I pass along to you right now on the air is a rumor. So I hope people sure. heard that. This is a rumor, all right? But that, that I believe Rockvale and Siegel, maybe I, there's one other, one other school. I'm, I apologize uh, for not – I shouldn't even started this. But I have already been asked uh, there, to, there's, to host there, the state tournament. three schools here that have because the, the, the plan will be if they have to go to high schools to play single A at one school. Double mm-hmm. A at one school, triple A at one school. So, so Rockville and Siegel are two of them, I think, and I don't know the other one. I don't remember. Maybe maybe it's Riverdale. I don't remember. I can't say that I know that either. Uh, but I, but just ask, just investigating. Um, uh, but of course, if if as you well know, if if that is going to happen, the the, the first place you're going to have to go is to you and the director of schools, sure, and and perhaps the school board to make that determination. And um, we'll see. Wherever I, they play, the likelihood of having a lot of fans in the in the arena yeah. or gymnasium is very small, even though they did expand it out a little bit this week. Grandparents and school staff now can attend games, but that, that still doesn't get a lot of people in. And, Jeff, there's almost no chance that it's going to be just wide open. No, I, I, would, no. no, I, no that, I don't think that's going to happen. We're going to bite the bullet on this one. All right. I think we're going to get out of here. We've got the uh, Nick McDevitt Live at 7, Rick Hensel comes up right after this. At 6 o'clock, right here on JNS. Monty Hale here tomorrow. Rick high is school smiling High school basketball tomorrow night. Rick Hensel smiling. High, high school basketball tomorrow night is who? Yes. Uh, tomorrow night, yes. High school basketball. Hard to read upside down. Blackman at Siegel. All right. That's going to wrap it up. Thanks for listening. Tune in tomorrow. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS has been brought to you by State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel, Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates, First Bank, Mike Tansel with My Team Insurance, Parks Auction Company, Greg Hall with City Auto Sales, Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living, Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors, Jennings and Ayers Funeral Hall, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance.